Welcome to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast, where we mix business, law of attraction, spirituality, and well-being with great guests and phenomenal stories. You'll hear hints, tips, and up-to-the-minute information on digital communication from an expert in her field. Pearl has some wonderful individuals in her networks, and she will be interviewing them all at some point in the future. Enjoy your listening. Well, hello and welcome to another of the Pearls of Wisdom podcasts. And today it is my absolute pleasure to be speaking to the wonderful Kerry Hoffman because, Kerry, you have something really, really exciting to share. I'm not going to say anything because I'm going to let you do the introduction about this. So, Kerry, would you like to share exactly what's so exciting, what's happening at the minute, please? You're so kind, Pearl. So yes, a week ago today, actually, was the launch of this book, Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. It's a book series, and this is volume five, which is actually the last volume in the series. And the exciting news is that we hit number one bestseller and number one international bestseller um, for the book launch. And actually, we've been a number one bestseller um, all throughout the week, which is not easy to do. So we're very excited about that. Oh, that is wonderful. Because, you know, I've bought the Kindle version and I am going to take time. I'm going to lock myself away this weekend and I am going to completely just immerse myself in reading the book because everything you and I have discussed, you are a true leader in everything you do. And I can't wait to see what this book holds. Can you share a little bit for the listeners that they know exactly what, because I know we we will share the link and I'll let you explain exactly where we can find all of this so everyone can actually pick this up for the future. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's a number one best-selling book series. Like I said, this is volume five. And in every volume, there's a number of authors who write chapters. So in volume five, there are 10 authors. Um, I have chapter 10, so easy to find if you flip to the back. Oh, but I encourage everyone to read everything because um, they the chapters are divided into four pillars. There's a pillar on profitability, Um, That's the first one. There's a pillar on people. That's the second one. There's one on productivity and then one in finding peace in your business. Um, And I know Pearl knows this. I actually wrote a chapter in volume three as well. And that chapter was all about digital, digital business, the fact that we've exited the industrial age and we've entered the next stage and the way work is conducted is completely different. So this requires a lot of um, mindset changes in order to make the transformation of your business. And so the cool thing is in chapter three, I wrote about adopting a digitally expanded mindset. And there's five aspects to that. And there's a bunch of other stuff in that chapter. Um, But the fifth aspect was a growth mindset. And one of the things I talked about in a growth mindset was the fact that you have to be an explorer, have agility, be a continuous learner, right? And there's a really great tool for learning things. And that tool is Google. I tell people just Google it. But what people, many people don't realize is there's an even more powerful tool that's at everyone's disposal, but we hardly ever use it. And that's the power of the human mind. 
So the chapter that I wrote in volume five is called The Power of the Human Mind Behind the Digital Mindset. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Oh, I'm even more excited about reading this now. <laughs> yeah, it kind of goes back, Pearl, to the discussion that we've had in the past, right, about um, just the, the power of the human mind and this coming together, if you will, of science and spirituality, yeah. right? Um, and it's so important for people to understand um, just the power that's behind the human mind. And for me, it's a fascinating topic because it has literally been studied and taught for millennia, yeah. right? <laughs> it's, it's amazing how many people like have books or it's in, it's in a multitude of religions as an example. Um, the, the book, um, oh gosh, Napoleon Hill's books, Think and Grow Rich and Outwitting the Devil. Um, those are about mind power at their essence, right? Yeah. Earl Nightingale in, in some of his talks, Brian Tracy in his books, and even um, uh, Byrne, the, uh, the book, The Secret, right? Yeah. All those things. It's like we have to learn it. It seems like we have to learn it over and over and over again because we're not, we're not quite getting it yeah. <laughs> or we're not quite learning it and putting it to use. So, um, so I, I decided to write the chapter to kind of simplify it. And also point out that it's not a bunch of woo-woo. There's a lot of science behind it, (laughs) which is really coming out now, which is exciting. And I think this is why so many people in my network and I'm connecting to people that do the woo-woo and do the business because it used to be two completely different things. Yes. The twain would meet. Yet I bring, well, you know, the discussions we've had, I bring law of attraction into all of my business work. And I truly believe that my great achievements I've manifested as much as I've done put the work in and it's been on my merit, but it's also because I've manifested and my vibration's been high enough to actually bring that in. I'm sure. Yeah, and of if, that. yeah definitely. And if your vibration is high enough, right, then you will attract yeah. a lot more or a lot more positive things. You're going to attract no matter what. So, so in case, you know, in case some of our listeners aren't familiar with um, the concept, right. It's that our, our thoughts create emotions or feelings, and those emotions create vibrations. And depending on the vibrations we send out to the universe, we're going to attract back like circumstances and people into our lives. So it's important to pay attention to um, how you're vibrating. And, and that's directly attached to emotions, Um so I know you know that, Pearl, and, and it's awesome. Like, it's so important to bring it into every aspect of your life. Yeah. And with all the transformations that are going on, not only in business, but just in general in the world, yes. right? We can't just rely on ourselves. We can't just rely on the collaboration of the people around us. We need to go beyond that. And this is a way to do that. Most definitely. I recently started working with some of the um, some of the courses that Bob Proctor teaches. So when you said Think and Grow Rich, I am literally reading parts of that book on a daily basis and there's certain things that I can see. But how often do we do we find we're thinking about someone and then suddenly they call you and you think, oh, isn't that a coincidence? No, it's the universe. It's because we've literally been putting out there and that vibration has come back. But like you said, it's being careful because we can manifest bad things as well as good things. If all we're thinking about is doom and gloom, that's what we're going to bring in because that's something Bob Proctor said. 
He said that if you think about debt and you want to get out of debt, that is the worst goal you can set because all you're thinking about is debt. So that's all you're going to bring to you. So you think about the positive side. So I just love this topic. I really <laughs> that that's so important what you say because uh, on this topic and and this is how it relates directly to business as well. Okay, so success, highly successful people will think about what they want, yeah. and unsuccessful people will think about what they don't have. Yeah. So, as an example, if you're thinking I don't have enough customers then the way the mind works, it's going to go to work for you to make sure you don't have enough customers. That's how it works. It may seem simple, but um, maybe not so simple (laughs) if if you're stuck thinking about those negative things. What a successful person will think about is, um, I want more customers. And And then the mind goes to work on all kinds of ways to bring more customers. So if people are are unfamiliar with the the vibration levels, um, in the chapter, I have the vibrational emotional scale. Right. I actually did a lot of research on this and I could not find who originated the vibrational (laughs) emotional scale because so many people use it now. Um, But basically, um, it's bands of emotions with the most positive emotions on the top. And those most positive emotions, things like love, right? Um, Those types of emotions, you're vibrating at a a rate of about 700 megahertz. And there's all these bands, there's five bands of positive emotions, then there's the neutral zone, and then there's five bands of negative emotions. And on the very bottom are things like grief and despair and depression. And you're only vibrating at about 20 megahertz per second at those vibrations, at those um, emotions. And so that's the vibrations that Pearl and I are talking about that you will attract back similar vibrations. And if you start to change your thinking, you can move up. Now, when we say about the emotional scale, I've got quite a few law of attraction planners that I've bought through Freedom Mastery. Just look it up, look it into Amazon or put it into Google, like we said. The planners that they offer, and at the very front of most of the planners, there is the emotional scale, and it gives you an idea of what to say so you can raise that vibration. Now, I'm go- you're going to have to help me with this, Kerry, because mm-hmm. I know for um, YouTube, I use I listen to a lot of the frequency. Is it so? Go, how am I saying it correctly? Where it's the scale where you will find just put in vibrational frequency and there will be loads at the very highest level and quite often if I'm feeling down that's what I put in the background for me doing work it's amazing how it lifts your mood and it's just when you're aware that that's the frequency there's some that are known as the angel frequencies and I don't know if people say I've recently started I get so into my angel numbers and when you start to look them up you can see exactly what it is you're bringing in and when you see certain number patterns like the angel numbers I've seen today the messages I've realized they're sending I've literally been bouncing on the spot because it shows that all the hard work I've been doing is being picked up and my vibration has been lifted and that's what we want oh to that's see fantastic <laughs> that's exactly what you want to see happening right and I love that you're bringing this up because there's a whole lot of different things ways tools that you can use to kind of flip your vibration to the higher levels. And what you're talking about is one of those great ways of doing it. Um, another way to do it is if you find yourself 
you actually should kind of take an inventory of what you're thinking about. Like even write down like every hour, what am I thinking about? Right. And, and, and am I living in the bottom half of the vibrational emotional scale with those negative emotions or am I living on the top half? Because the sad reality is most people live on the bottom half of that scale and you need to raise yourself up to the other half. So there's a, there's a couple of ways. Um, there's two other ways I want to talk about to do that because I think it's important. And these are super simple. Like Pearl already mentioned one. Let's give you two more. Um, so one of them is that when you find yourself thinking about something negative, again, like I don't have enough customers, flip it to the opposite. What do you want instead? And that's something that um, I also – I mean, that – that method is in a lot of books. Um, one of the books that I read from Stephanie Chaffetel, which is the book, The Mind Power, um, he has that one in there and I just love the way he portrays it. Um, another thing that you can do to get yourself out of the bottom half of the scale is gratitude. Yeah. So I, you know, I always knew gratitude was important, but I'm who asked I like five times, right? Why, 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 why? And I never really got a good answer for gratitude. Like, why is that so important? So then I find it hard to do. <laughs> but then, but then I learned that um, having gratitude, and it can be as simple as I'm, gr- I'm grateful for the air I can breathe. I'm grateful for the food on my plate, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that don't have that. Um, being grateful lifts you automatically into the top half. You cannot have negative emotions and be grateful at the same time. So there's just like two simple ways that you can do that. And Lift it, yourself out. It's in this, that act as if. So when we say those grateful affirmations, when we say I am, we automatically bring it into the present tense. And that's again where we manifest and bring things towards us. And I, I do this all the time. In fact, I, I've got so this is me talking about the digital bits. I actually put reminders in my calendar that go off and certain like when we're doing the podcast, I have to stop all the reminders. But I have ones that come up on the calendar every hour saying, I am grateful, I'm so great, thankful and grateful that, and then it will be whatever it is I'm working on at the time. And it's so many different things, and you just see these things popping up and maybe take time. And maybe have that high frequency and say your affirmations maybe 10 times. That is so awesome, Pearl, because you're like, you're making sure you're staying on the top half of the scale by doing that. And I've even done it where I've written the affirmation. Sarah Prout did a challenge a couple of years ago. And she said, right, bring something into your life for five days. She said, write out 55 times what your affirmation is. And I'd like to say here, and everyone ever does that, be very careful what you write out, because I wrote out this great long thing. It took me two and a half hours every night to write this thing. And I had a special book. I had my fountain pen. I couldn't feel my arm at the end of it. And and I really, it's because I really wanted it. I stuck at it because I'd leave it to the evening. And I think, right, yes. And she'd say, you have a glass of wine. I thought, no, because I won't ever finish writing then. But it is if you really want it, you act as if, and by actually writing that down, and you fold that paper up and you hide it and then see what, what happens six months later. Maybe take it out and just see how your life has changed because you've put that out there. And I go one, even further now. See, this is you're getting me on my favourite subject. 
I know we could talk forever on this, right? So, so now you're reminding me of Brian Tracy and Brian Tracy and his goal setting. Um, and I have a focal point business coaching practice as one of my businesses, and it's based on the work of Brian Tracy. So, um, but Brian Tracy and goal setting, um, he says to, to have 10 goals and you have to write those goals down physically write them, not type them, because there's a different connection with your mind when you do that. Write them down 10 times a day, every single day. Yeah. And it's amazing the impact that that can have. And I, and I also was laughing, um, Pearl, because I, I wrote down my 10 goals and I started writing them every day. And then I shortened them significantly. <laughs> they still said the same thing, but it only took me about two, two three minutes to write. <laughs> yeah, and it does make a difference. And I've even got to stake, you know, the memo on your phone, I record myself saying those affirmations, what it is I'm grateful for. And then I listened to that as well. I actually set a timer and I recorded me saying it over and over again for 10 minutes. And sometimes I listen to that. I thought, right, if I want to bring this in, I'm going to do my affirmations. I'm going to listen to it. I'm going to write it. I'm going to bring the vibrations up. because, And it's amazing when you start to see that. But I have no patience. When I first did it, I did it for two days. And I thought, well, where is it then? Where is it? And then you suddenly realise it doesn't happen like that. It's got to be for a while. And then if you've been really down and you suddenly shoot your your vibration up, the universe isn't going to change that quickly. It's almost like an oil tanker. It takes a while to move, doesn't it? Well, and I I think we also have to be very aware of the things that the universe is putting in front of us, right? You have to notice them and you have to act upon (laughs) them. So it is going to bring you people and circumstances, but if you ignore them, don't do anything about it, you know, push it off, then you're not, you're not going to see the result. So there's, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot more to it um, in terms of recognizing it, I guess I would say. See, this is this is me going to get on my high horse now. When I see when people first find the law of attraction, there's so many groups say on Facebook that will say, "You are going to win the lottery." Write eight 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 in the comments. Yeah, and I'm thinking no, you're not, and it it completely misleads people because when you're mm-hmm. brand new to the subject, you truly think most people come from a place of despair and frustration and they want they're using it as a way that they think yes it's going to help them but all the time they're mixing with people that are just trying to play it's it's the clickbait um thing isn't yeah it? Where it's they a just clickbait want people, for sure yeah exactly where they just want someone to do a post they want someone to comment so that their post will get a larger um following but that doesn't help if you truly truly want to learn about this reach out to the likes of Kerry and I, because we know this stuff inside and out. Read Kerry's book, read and learn exactly what's out there. And yes, like Think and Grow Rich, if you actually put that into practice, that's all it is. It's based on the law of attraction, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and Think and Grow Rich is is an amazing book. Um, And what a lot of people don't know is Napoleon Hill was not able to put his work into practice and benefit himself. Okay. So that, that is not easy. He wasn't able to do that till, um, a long after he actually wrote think and grow rich. And there is a sequel to think and grow rich called outwitting the devil. Yes. And that book was not released until after his death. 
And part of the reason that is the case, this is some really interesting history. Part of the reason that is the case is because there's been so much um, suppression and backlash to this topic over the millennia. Um, people have actually, um, you know, lost jobs, lost career, maybe even lost their lives for this kind of stuff when they talked about it, you know, centuries ago. That happened. That stuff happened. So when he wrote Outwitting the Devil, he felt that people weren't ready for it. And it was part of his estate. And I think it was his nephew that actually, you know, published it once he felt that it was ready. But it is fascinating because it talks about how although he had all this knowledge, he wasn't able to make it work for him until a number of things that he got straight. And it's all in Outwitting the Devil, which is just an awesome book on it. Yeah. Yes, because I've listened to a lot of Think and Grow Rich, and this is where my brain might be muddling too many books. Was it um, Napoleon Hill's son that couldn't hear and he actually taught him to read? And, and it's by truly believing or was that Earl Nightingale? I get confused. Oh, gosh. I think it, I think it was Napoleon Hill, but I could be getting my books mixed up too because <laughs> you and I have read so much on the topic, right? Yes, but it, it, that's where when you see that and you realise that he actually manifested the fact that his son could hear and he made a phenomenal career literally helping people understand how they would approach someone that had a problem with hearing. When I, when I actually do think it. it was Napoleon Hill, because he he was able to make this work for so many people. Yeah. Um, and that's an example of it. And then um, it took him many failures and rebounding to be able to do it himself, Yeah. Um, which is yes. so interesting. So, you know, so, okay, Law of Attraction, we talked about that. What's behind that, though, is the way that the mind works. Yes. And and I and I love I love teaching because I think if people understand these things then they can put it to better use. OK, so we have a conscious mind and we have a subconscious mind. OK, and so I want to talk about some of the differences between the two. We're all very familiar, I think, with both of those, but maybe not some aspects of it. So the conscious mind only holds about 10% of the power of our mind. The subconscious mind ha holds 90% of the power. Okay. Another thing to understand is the conscious mind acts like the boss and the subconscious mind acts like the subordinate. And what that means is anything our conscious mind tells the subconscious mind to do, basically anything you're thinking, the subconscious mind is going to act upon. Um, the subconscious mind will act upon it. It is a subordinate. It is faithful. It will do everything. So this goes back to the, if I don't have, I, I don't have enough customers. If you keep telling yourself that over and over and over again, that's what your subconscious mind is working on. Yeah. And then the subconscious mind is connected to the infinite intelligence. And this is where, you know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just a bunch of woo woo. It's not. We're all connected. There have been, um, there's a multitude of scientific studies over hundreds of years, if not more, that will prove a lot of these points um, by doing very um, legitimate scientific experiments. So universities like Princeton and Cambridge, um, and there's a lot of books that you can read into the science behind this. The book, The Biology of Belief is a really good one. Um, but there's a multitude of books. I well, maybe we'll list some of them in the comments. 
because there's so many. So, but understand that that subconscious mind is a servant. Now, the other really interesting thing is the conscious mind only works while we're awake Mm -hmm. and the subconscious mind works 24 hours a day. And there are certain times of the day where the subconscious mind is more susceptible to what you're thinking than others. So that's 45 minutes before you go to sleep and 45 minutes after you wake up. You're in what's called an alpha state. And in the alpha state, the subconscious mind is just a sponge on to what the conscious mind is thinking about or doing during that time. So you shouldn't watch negative, gory, horrible movies right before you go to sleep because (laughs) that's what the subconscious mind is going to go and work on. You should be thinking about what you want. You should be thinking and you're doing your gratitudes like right before you go to sleep or right after you get up is a great thing to do because it gets you vibrating on that upper half of the scale right during that alpha state. So I just, I just think it's important for people to understand some of these aspects of how the mind works. So you can use your mind as a tool and not let your mind use you. This is wonderful. And the stuff I've learned with Bob Proctor, he talks about the stick man where the head is up like the biggest part. And there's, there's like, it's a circle with the lines right through it. So you've got two semicircles. So the top part is your conscious, bottom part is your subconscious, and then the sick man with the tiny little body and the hands and legs. And I've so got to the stage now where I'm saying, yes, the subconscious is at the back. When I'm trying to do my affirmations, it's like I'm pushing it to the bottom half of my brain so that I'm thinking, yes, you're going in the subconscious bit. <laughs> it's almost like right. you're thinking and understanding it. But it is, it's, it's like you said, and I think anyone that has, you'll find a lot of successful people will have morning and evening routines and they normally put medica- meditation and um, gratitude as part of that. And normally they'll add exercise and everything. And I know for a fact, if I want to contact a CEO that I'm working with, I can always get hold of them at half past five in the morning because that's when I start sending emails and they respond. Whereas during the day, they're busy. And it right. is, I mean, I, I'm going to quote another book because you know how you and I love our books. The 5am Club by Robin Sharma. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. And I listen to it regularly. It's something I've got in hardback and as um, audio. And it is it's just seeing exactly having that that routine in place and it just goes back that what you put out there is what you will bring in and how how much responsibility and how persistent are you that you put on that as to what you want to achieve and it's those that keep at it that are persistent and take responsibility for where they want to go that actually make the the accomplishments as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. And it's so important to do, it's so important to plan, right? So it doesn't take that long to do weekly and daily planning if you do it on a continuous basis. And you should always um, have a plan for your day of everything you want to get done. And the most important thing for you to do should be done first, because we all know how our day can get away from us, right? It's, it's easy to like have a checklist and just think, oh, I want to check a lot of stuff off. So I'm going to start with the easy things. But if you do that, you may never get to get to the most important things. And so it's always important to do the most um, 
important thing first. And I think that's part of the 5 a.m. club too, right? Is getting those most important things out. And I believe so. And also it's normally the thing that you don't want to do. And really that's the thing we need to do most because whether yep. it's business growth or personal growth, if you actually attack or work on that bit that you don't want to do, that's when you get the biggest breakthroughs. Because once you're through the other side, that sense of achievement that you, yes, you can tick that box that you've done there, but you've actually achieved that. And that's what will move you further in anything you're doing if you tackle that bit that you don't want to do. Yes, absolutely. Because the the most important is often a little difficult, right? Yeah. So yeah, you got to do it first, tackle it first. Absolutely. But this is why, I mean, anyone that's listened to previous um, interviews that I've done with Kerry, she is such an accomplished lady, a true, true leader in what she does. And we're walking, talking um, examples that this stuff works. We don't just talk about it. We walk that walk as well, don't we? That's right. We walk the talk, right? Yes. And and it's so important because I think both Pearl, Pearl, both you and I are very into digital transformation, right? Yeah. This this change that we're going through. We've exited the industrial age. We're in the next age. And the way that work is conducted is completely different. And this is really hard. I mean, for all businesses, big businesses, though, I think have the most changes that they have to make. And um, and so making sure that you're utilizing every single resource at your disposal to be able to do those transformations and make those changes, I think is, is super, super important. Definitely. Definitely. So should we, should we like go off on a, another little scientific tangent that's oh, related? I love those. I love those. This is just the way our conversations go, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is. I feel like I can't leave this conversation though, without talking about Quantum physics, okay? So, <laughs> and Pearl's shaking her head. So, you know, hey, physics was not a topic I liked in, in college because it actually wasn't quantum physics. So that maybe that's why. But quantum physics is actually the, um, the branch of science that's really bringing together, I think, the scientific and the spiritual kind of pieces together. Um, it's helping to explain consciousness. It helps to explain how things can be manifested, um, and with the you know with the science behind it. So I'm fascinated by quantum physics because it is a legitimate scientific branch that is starting to bring together um, what used to be more the traditional science and the spirituality piece. We separated these two things. Um, you know, centuries ago, and it's about time that they come back together. Um, one of the people that I interviewed for my book is Liliana Lorna. And um, she wrote a book. Um, oh, I'm not going to come up with it off the top of my head. It, it's it's in Spanish. I, I'll, I'll find it, everybody. Um, anyway, she wrote a book about this very topic, about how science and spirituality were separated and now they're coming together. Yeah. Although her book is in Spanish, and we'll probably put a link to this one in the notes as well, um, she, you can, on your phone or on your device, not your computer, you can read um, Kindle books and you can translate them. Yeah. You have to do it page by page, but I'm telling you, 
is really easy to do. And her book is just amazing. I just love her book. And I can't believe that it's it's like not on the top of my head, but uh, we'll put it, we'll definitely put we it will, in the comments. We'll definitely put it in the comments. Yeah. And I love that you've that you've mentioned quantum physics because this is the other thing, because is I can remember reading Celestine Prophecy when I first got into the woo-woo. Yep. I thought right, I read the whole series. Yes. <laughs> And I was thinking, it was. I love a topic that makes my head hurt because I have to think so hard, if that makes sense. And I really yep. got into the quantum physics, the quantum leap of something. And when I read the, um, the Higgs boson where they've actually um, exploded the atom, where they've done the collider thing, they first said that could happen in 1984. And it's only recently that has happened. And that's when I put science and law of attraction together, that scientists knew it would happen, but they couldn't prove it for until two decades or more later. And by doing that, that shows how you manifest something, but you have to truly believe it. And like it goes back, it doesn't happen immediately. But that, when I read that, it just blew me away because that's bringing yeah, science. Yeah, isn't it amazing? It is, right. It isn't to truly understand it. But quantum physics is quite a hard read, isn't it? Or is it just... Yeah, quantum, so quantum physics, no, it is. It's a, it is a really hard read. Um, but I, I, this this is what I would say to simplify it. So any quantum physicist will be cringing at this moment because I'm going to totally oversimplify it. But that's what I do. So people can understand things. So what quantum physics is saying is things um, can uh, exist as a wave and they can exist as a particle. Okay. And when things are existing in their wave state, um, then there is like pure potentiality at that point. This is where the science of it comes in or the spirituality piece can come in with quantum physics. Um, that everything, all possibilities exist and every, anything can happen. And there's a point where a wave becomes a particle. Okay. And, and that's when the manifestation happens. Um, so I, I guess that's like super high level. Um, quantum physics. What else would I say? What else do I want to say about it? Oh, everything is energy. That's the other really important part of quantum physics is everything exists as energy. And if, you know, if, if you get anywhere into the science of things, like everything is mostly space. There's, you know, when you get down even to the atomic level, there's a ton of space between the electrons as an example. So, so Things exist as pure energy before they're manifested into the physical state. So at, actually, everything is vibrating at some level. Um, I think as humans, we just have the ability to actually impact the level that we're vibrating at. And that, that is something that's very, very unique to humans. Yeah. And that is what's so special. And literally, we've gone through, we've spoken about the science, we've spoken about law of attraction, and it goes back to when you first started talking about the vibration. You've now explained it at a scientific level as to how, with that space, that's how those atoms move up and down quicker and quicker, and the higher the vibration, that's how it comes to manifest because literally it's almost like it creates a spark. So that right. spark can be taken as that thing that you want to manifest. And it's that that 
constantly moving a vibration, making something a physical form that you then bring towards you. And that's what we say where the universe and make effects like, because that's what you've put out there. Is exactly. That, have, yeah. have I explained it. Properly? Yeah, you have. You have definitely. Absolutely. And the interesting thing is that, um, you know, the, there's tons of experiments that prove all these things that we're talking about. Um, and some of the things that get like more into the woo woo side of it, like, like telepathy, right. And those types of things, um, those have actually been proven in experiments, again, by very reputable schools like Princeton and Cambridge and so many more. Um, Edinburgh does a lot of research on this. So it's really fascinating to start to get into the research of it. Um, I'd probably be remiss if I didn't mention um, the Institute of Noetic Sciences. I think Ooh. that's the name. It's called IONS. Right. right? Oh, I love that. <laughs> Ions. Um, they their purpose in ex to, their purpose in existing is to bring together the science and the spirituality. So the noetics, the more spirituality kind of piece of it, and the science. So Institute of Noetic Sciences, and on every Friday they have a free webinar. So if you go, um, I think it's ions.org, but if you just Google ions, I O N S Institute of Noetic Sciences, um, you will find. Um, their webinars. Um, and they do webinars every Friday. They're fascinating. Some of them are way too like scientific PhD. You maybe you'll only catch like 10% of what they say. Um, and then others are, you know, a little bit easier to understand, but it just it, it like helps immerse you in and and if you're a non-believer in all of this stuff, um there's so many um, books and sources now that can prove the science behind it. And I just, I have a passion for sharing those things because I, I want more people to start to realize it and take advantage of it. Yeah. And this is why you and I get on so well, because everything you're discussing is at the level that I love. I love the stuff, like I said, that makes my head hurt. If I really have to push myself and my intellect to a level that it means I grow, that's what I love. I can remember studying philosophy at school. And this is when I did my degree, I was reading Critique of Pure Reason by Immanuel Kant. And I used wow. to carry it around. And this, this is how sad I was. I kept thinking, I have a lot of boyfriend at the minute. If I carry this book around, anyone will think that I'm intelligent and they want to come and talk to me. <laughs> There's no hope. And now I've actually put that out on the, to the universe. As, uh, everyone knows how mad I am now. But it was I love that sort of thing. And this is where my love of books and reading is. My very first company, my tagline was always knowledge is power and I think I never I don't think you can ever have enough knowledge you are always learning and there's always something new for you to learn even if it's a subject that you think you fully understand yeah I don't think there's anything one person can fully understand right and that's why it's so important to leverage what we're talking about because it it'll bring the people the circumstances the books like I was looking for um you know books to read in order to create my chapter. And I, now I've got like such a backlog of books to read, right? Because now there's just so much um, coming out of the woodwork, as, you, as we would say, <laughs> on the topic. 
Exactly. As soon as you scratch the topic and you get to understand a bit more, it opens up a wealth of other knowledge that you need to explore and learn. And it is. And this is, I think, where you and I are so alike. We can't stay at just scratching the surface. We have to understand it to the fullest extent that we can, because that's the way we work. Because then once you can do that, you can simplify it to share with other people. But you need to fully understand it at that level before you can simplify something. Absolutely. And that is a huge connection that you and I have, Pearl. I love taking the complex and simplifying it. And um, and I've gotten a lot of gratification out of the chapter and then speaking to people about it because a lot of people will go, wow, I didn't get it until you said that, right? I didn't understand it. You made that sound so simple. Okay, it is simple, but it's not easy. And I think both Pearl and I could say that, right? It's not easy to to stay on the top half of the vibrational emotional scale. That is not easy. It takes regular attention and intentional practice to be able to do that. And there's just a multitude of things that we haven't even talked about uh, that you know are necessary to get there. So I think we have time for me to tell one more story because oh, yes, this was please. yes. <laughs> This is something that just fascinated me. So I think two or three weeks ago, um, I listened to the recording. The other thing about the the IONS, the Institute of Noetic Sciences Friday webinars, is that they're available for a week free of charge to listen to. Okay, so I listened to this one late, and it was on lucid dreaming. Actually, I listened to it on the very last 24 hours before it was going to go away. It was on lucid dreaming. dreaming. But that is not... um, the cool thing that I got out of it in that webinar and lucid dreaming is cool. And I got a bunch of books now on my backlog on that. Um, he talked about breathing. Okay. Now everybody tells you the importance of breathing. Um, if you're stressed out, people say breathe, right. And, and you should breathe slowly, you know, count in, you know, six count out six, breathe in, breathe out. Right. But I never really heard enough of the why behind it to make me do it on a regular basis. Okay. So I think people are seeing a trend here. I have to know why. So he says in there, he, he's got a study, pulled out a study um, that says that in 1929, the human, the average breaths per minute for a human being was five. Okay. And then this chart goes through the history over the years. And by the time you get to 2020, the average breath per minutes per minute for a human being is 12 to 20 breaths per minute. Okay. Then he goes into the why this is so important to understand. Yay. <laughs> so the fact is that any, and, and I was listening while I was driving. So somewhere between like eight and 10 breaths per minute. I'm not, I can't remember the exact what he said exactly. But anywhere between eight and 10 breaths per minute, you are automatically in fight or flight mode. Okay. When you're in fight or flight mode, that's when you're, the amygdala in your brain kind of takes over. And if you're in fight or flight mode on a regular basis, you are basically in chronic stress. Okay. And if you can shift your breathing to below that threshold, and I, I'm, I'm like, I want to get back to 1929, right? <laughs> I want to get back to breathing only five breaths per minute. If you can get back there, you can reverse the, you can get out of flight or fight mode. 
Um, and that's why it's important to breathe. So I never had that why before. So then you, now you can go out on the internet, you can Google breathing chimes, breathing, you know, there's all kinds of resources out there that will help you to breathe at that slower rate. Um, and there's actually, uh, there's a lot of apps. And so a lot of the apps like Calm and meditation apps will take you through this. There's a very simple free app called The Breathing App. That's what it's called, The Breathing App. It's got two modes. It's got a balloon that expands. That's when you breathe in or contracts. That's when you breathe out. Or it has a... Um, just a, a tone. On the higher tone you breathe in, on the lower tone you breathe out. And you can set it to however many seconds you want to do. So if you do six in and six out, that's five breaths per minute. Oh, this is absolutely wonderful because that's the one thing I cannot nail is unless I've got, if I'm doing a meditation, unless they're counting the breaths, I suddenly lose track. And I'm so busy concentrating on what I'm listening to I forget to do the breathing. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I actually put it, I put it on while I was um, going through email one day (laughs) and and I couldn't do it. And what I learned was I hold my breath. I I actually hold my breath while I'm doing a particular thing. And then I'll quickly breathe in and out really fast to catch up. I'm like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) I do talk about synchronicities I do exactly the same like with exercise where they say that you're supposed to do certain breathing if you're lifting weights or whatever yeah I, ju- I just stop breathing I hold my breath whilst I'm lifting weights because I can't get the breathing right at all <laughs> and that is not the way to get to five breaths per minute no. <laughs> it has to be constantly breathing so um so I you know I so a personal part of the story is that I've been um I've been on a quest to lose weight forever and I just can't seem to lose weight, right? So I'm working with a health coach and we do my blood work and it comes out that my cortisol is at a level that I'm chronically stressed. And anybody that knows me, yeah, knows I get stressed out once in a while, but generally I don't look like a stressed person, but yet I'm chronically stressed. So how do you relieve stress when you don't even know you're stressed? And so this, this breathing was a real revelation for me to really work on getting my breaths down. I think, you know, it can make a huge difference. So, Oh, this is wonderful. I mean, there are so many wonderful things you've shared with us. And like we say, can you tell us again the name of the book? Because there's so much that you've shared. It is yeah. everyone <laughs> listening can go and get it. And it's no wonder it's a bestseller, an international bestseller, because that's just one chapter. When you bring yeah, it's just, oh my together, God. Oh, yes. The chapters in this book are amazing. Um, the authors are pre are screened and Maggie Mongan is the um, publisher that brings this all together and she's fantastic. So it's called Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner. Um, the subtitle is Fresh Perspectives on Profitability, People, Productivity, and Finding Peace in Your Business. But if you just go on Amazon and search for Brilliant Breakthroughs for the Small Business Owner, this teal color is volume five. There are four other versions. I mean, we also have an app. So we have an app called Brilliant Biz App. It's one word in the app stores. You can find it in either app store. And the cool thing about the app, it's completely free. There's zero upselling. You can get access to all of the authors from the entire series. So that's uh, at least 30 people. 
And um, we have a podcast that's been going on for five years and there's 200 podcast episodes. So um, you could contact us through there. You can do the podcast through there. You can find the links to the book um, through that app as well. So, and just remember like to utilize the power of your mind, it requires regular attention and intentional practice for all of us. Like you're never done with that intentional practice on a regular basis. Oh, thank you so, so much. And I am going to say to every listener, as I do every time, I'm sure you'll want to take notes. I will be listening back to this episode time and time again and making copious notes. All the details that we've said, we will make sure that all those links are put in the description of this episode so people can reach out and connect. And it just leaves me to say a massive, massive thank you, Kerry. It, I love talking to you. And I think anyone listening can tell the rapport we've got and the interest we have. I could talk to you all day long. I really could. <laughs> oh, I agree. I agree. And, and it's so much fun to talk about this topic with you, Pearl, because you're also very schooled on the topic and practice it. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pearls of Wisdom podcast. We hope you have enjoyed the content shared. Please share with others who would like to enjoy these interviews and discussions. If you would like to support the podcast, please follow the link in the episode description. If you want to be a guest on the show, reach out and let's discuss next steps. Until the next time, enjoy your listening.